Welcome to episode number 276, Crypto in 2022. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Heck, Gabe, and Alex. Crypto in 2022. In this episode, we have special guest Alex Owens. We cover topics that range from investing, the pros and cons of cryptocurrencies, future predictions, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Tyler Winklevoss and Warren Buffett. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Alex, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Pleasure uh, having you guys on as well. So I'm really excited about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So just really brief, you don't have to go back into your childhood, but for those (laughs) of us not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> as far as uh, kind of a business background, uh, probably the easiest would be um, I run a consulting firm, uh, did a lot of uh, sales consulting, business processes consulting. Um, that pertain to why I'm on the podcast. Uh, it's uh, I've been involved in crypto for about 2014. Um, slowly, I've been kind of uh, dollar cost averaging since then. I did have a pretty good, you know, I took some took some money in 2014, and put it there. Obviously, as we've known, that's a good investment. Um, you know, we can talk about it, Bitcoin being the best investment uh, vehicle over the, basically in the history of humans. Uh, yeah. So um, just been involved. And then actually, as of the last two years, I've been focusing more into that space. So um, helping out where I can with businesses, uh, but also um, right now in the process with some other of my business partners, creating an actual fund uh, to help out uh, people uh, to, you know, because a lot of now as you're seeing the traditional investment side is starting to look at how, but they still want to have these traditional vehicles to, to, to put their money in there. So it's just kind of this, the game's changing and putting everything together right now. That's right. All right. So in 2014, right, just take us back, right? What were, were you like watching a video? Were you reading a book? Were you having a conversation with somebody? And I got lucky. Like, I got yeah, uh, some change I can invest in. So yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I got lucky in the sense of um, at that time and I'm back here now too, I was in Dallas. Um, <clears throat> so I, had, I got a pretty solid job, you know, uh, there's no state tax here. So, you know, you make, you feel yeah. like you're, you know, feeling like a million bucks uh, as a kid out of college and um, the apartment complex that I was in at the time, my downstairs neighbor was a bitcoin miner and oh. he yeah yeah so so interesting guy really eccentric person and um uh me and him would always have conversations so one of the days he, you know we're talking i think i was at his apartment we were just chilling and he was like explaining this whole bitcoin i'm like what the heck and this guy <laughs> is already kind of i'm like what is that what are you talking about and he was like you know what He's like here. It was like he basically kind of ran me down. Like the, at that time, I, th- I forgot what wallet I was using. It was a hot wallet because I mean, it still was an ecosystem, right? People forget like yeah. these things have been moving quick and and people have been developing the whole time. So he's explaining to me, and 
you know, I had watched like a zeitgeist and I kind of understood the Fed that time, not to the degree that I know now, but I had some distrust in kind of the, the system that we had. So yeah. um, he gifted me some Bitcoin and he's like, hold on to this. And I was like, OK, cool, sure. And then <laughs> it was right around the time I kind of like, of course, I, I'm holding on to this invisible asset, not even realizing yeah. it's an asset. And I just kind of looked in. I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting. I read the white paper, which I believe, which is my advice to everybody, any time to start off. If you haven't, even if you've invested money into it, go back and continue to read the white paper. I read that every six months or so, just because sometimes it clicks something new and it's the origin of this whole space. So um, I go ahead and uh, uh, just kind of keep on delving into it and it's starting to make more sense. Coinbase is starting to become. Uh, a little bit more in the, I wouldn't say mainstream yet, but it's yeah. getting there. Like they have a thing and they're showing the price and they're they're starting to push. And then I started buying. I was like, you know what? What's the worst? I was like, this this thing makes sense. You know, I mean, we had the, the economic collapse not too far. I remember, I remember that and everybody re remembers that, of, you know, around our age and that, like it affected everybody. So I, I just thought about it and I think I had, I, I think I had a read a, um, I'm trying to think of what it was. I'd read a paper. The, uh, another big book was the blockchain revolution. I don't remember when I read that. That was probably a little bit later on. But basically, I, I bought into the whole digital gold. It was yeah. it made sense to me. It's finite. I knew that the web was going to continue to evolve. Now we hear this web 3.0, which is basically what that kind of was the beginning. But um, but yeah, I just delved into it. Got lucky that I had someone introduce it to me. And then after a certain time, like I said, just started kind of slowly putting some money, dollar cost averaging, little by yeah. little. And it turned out to be pretty good because obviously it's it's continued to have the trajectory that it has. And then other investment opportunities have come up in the blockchain space. So I love the uh, dollar cost averaging. For those who don't know um, and, and see the price of uh, Bitcoin and get overwhelmed, <laughs> Why is that a strategy, especially when they see fluctuation and the volatility of prices? It could also freak someone out who's new to the space. Sure. And and there could yeah. be there, there may be. I, I tell people this. There could be volatility for the next 50 years. It's just right. I mean, the markets in general have that. And the, the traditional markets, we say that. But crypto is more. I mean, Bitcoin's done eight, lost 80 percent and uh, over. I think it's like three or four times now. So it's, it's so that's that's happening. I mean, we saw even kind of what we were at. We thought there was a healthy market. Now you're coming back and, you know, you hit resistance levels. And sometimes technical analysis is difficult in the in the digital asset space because it's not an it's never there's. Yeah, you can follow some charts and there's definitely people that are good at it, but it's a brand new asset. So yes. I, I like to tell people um, a business partner of mine kind of do this. There's never been a time where. Essentially, the last time an asset class was created was the British when they were doing that to finance the war against France. Now, we can actually be a part of a brand new asset class being created. But back to the question, as you said, or why dollar cost averaging? It's just I like to put it, especially the easiest way to invest without trying to like really pick is just to set aside money, you know, weekly buy your check, whatever, have something yep. that you budget, figure out what's comfortable for you. And then you put it in. And then what Bitcoin's become for me and a lot of people is it's a savings account because we all know banks can't give you anything. They, they right. give you super minimal percentage points, less than 1%. So 
if you're holding in that, you're getting the appreciation of Bitcoin. And yeah, you're going to go with fluctuation. But at the end of the day, little by little, that compounds. It's just a much safer strategy. You don't have to think it through too much. And it's uh, it's comfortable within, you know, I'm already going to spend this, you know, kind of the dollar coffee. You know, I had I had a friend who basically did that with another coin where he took away coffee for five months. And he said that what I was going to buy every day, I'm going to put into this. And that obviously had a wow. big you know, explosion because of the, 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 the boom at that time. I love that. So, so what about the old school investors? You have the, the folks who <clears> want to, you know, invest in uh, ETFs or just your, your typical blue chip uh, companies, and then they move over and their hedge against the inflation was uh, silver and gold, right? Sure. So how can this also be the hedge against inflation? Well, inflation, it gets complex because a lot of people will talk about inflation and inflation happens. It's natural. It's uh, uh, obviously with, you know, printing out money or printing out, you know, what was received. Um, it just it, you have to think about it like this. If you really. So my so my business partner is a gold uh, refiner, really extra gold refiner, but he still has it. And as much as that's been the hedge, if we take a look at it right now, it, it can't be because silver hasn't beat inflation. So as you, right. silver and gold hasn't beat inflation. So that right there already starts the problem. There's that, there's the conundrum of, okay, well, it's supposed to do this. So then we look at that. It's not beating it per just math. Then right. we look at this. It's like, well, this, the age that we live in, and especially as you mentioned, um, you know, earlier prior, prior that you had people talk about NFTs, you know, yes. this whole metaverse and everything. Well, Gold and silver, as much as it made sense to a certain paradigm of thinking, now we're at a point where we're talking about digital meetings. People are talking about, you know, working from home forever. I don't know if you uh, kind of uh, had read, I think it was a Wall Street um, Insider, uh, Wall Street Journal, sorry, uh, article about saying how tech companies were saying that you never would have to work in in, an office again. That was their chip to people when they were uh, recruiting new people. So it's like, we're talking about now living in a a completely different space. Well, this digital assets makes sense for the next kind of wave. So something finite like Bitcoin, it's slowly seeming to replace what gold and silver was. For the longest, that made sense. But Again, you can't kind of go against technology and that new wave. And it's hard for people, the traditional. But in this space, you can still be a value investor. That's what I like to say I am. I, I pick the, the things that we can, you know, tangibly long-term uh, uh, promote growth o- over, you know, a, a decade plus period. Absolutely. I love it. Um, all right. So beyond a method for payment, what other functions or pros uh, do cryptocurrencies have? Well, a lot of different things. I mean, I think the biggest thing is when you pay, payments a big deal because that's the thing. I mean, um, the the settlement the settlement process in in blockchain is transparent. Number one, it's quick, twenty four seven. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you you can. That's the beautiful thing about it. It's also much more global because what it's allowing other countries and we've seen like El Salvador and some other, they can go against, they don't have to trade with a dollar. And again, as U.S. citizens, that could hurt a little bit, but yeah. at the same time, we have access to it. So I think more so it's the currency is the big thing, the, 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 the exchange. But the main thing I would say is it, it, my biggest thing with what I view the space is it's 
opening up the world to decentralization and what the power of decentralization is. Everything else can kind of go, of course, there's blockchain is basically identity governance, or like we talked about, a, an exchange of, 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 of funds. But the decentralization mindset is actually what's really the pro behind all of it. And, you know, everybody has different viewpoints, but central central authority normally gets to a point where it overruns its power. It tries to do too much. It controls. This is taking away the uh, power from people who had it for so long. And it is basically a transfer of wealth, which, you know, people have claimed, you know, people want, you, you hear it, even if you're, depending on your political spectrum, you hear it all the time that people need to be, you know, tax this, tax that. Well, this is actually the method is this is where people need to be if they want to have that transfer of wealth. I love that. System. I mean, even something as basic as, um, I remember going and withdrawing, not a large lump sum. I wanted to, um, I was investing heavily actually in silver coins at the time. We're talking 2010, maybe mm -hmm. so 12 years ago. And um, I withdrew money because I was going to, uh, it was like a trade show basically. And they wouldn't at the time um, accept, uh, you know, credit cards or anything like that. So they're like, just make sure you bring cash because we don't know, you know, right. what to expect. Okay. So I literally went to the bank and withdrew $5,000. I got questioned, <laughs> like, first of all, it was my money. It was in my, sitting in my savings account. Um, and I didn't know. I, I actually had no idea that they wanted a phone call before because I didn't think it was that much, comparatively speaking, to what a bank is. I didn't think $5,000 is going to you know blow someone's lid off, right? right. Um, maybe when you get into uh, you know five plus digits, I could understand that. But I'm asking for $5,000 that's sitting in my savings account. Um, and I got questioned, you know, what are you doing with this money? Where's it going? What do you plan on? And I remember just thinking, I'm staring at these people like, what in the hell is going? What is, what is this? What's going on? It's a little, I thought it was a reach. And then obviously the more and more you, you dive in. And again, you know, it's not about the $5,000. It's more of them, you know, not minding their business. Right. And right. so go about decentralization. That's a very basic general example, but right. is that, that's what you mean, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just the oversight. I mean, no one no one questions me when I send Bitcoin, Ether around. The network already manages it. And granted, now there's compliance. I get it. If we talk about people talk about the whole laundering and everything. But but again, I can I'll go back to it. I don't have argument. It's like, but the banks do this already. They, they like like yeah. people make their money. The banks know what they're doing. And, and to your thing, it's like, you know, it's really because people forget the banks really they need that money. They don't want you to, they don't want you to empty it out. So if I have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and I even take, you know, 10,000 out, they're like, wait a second. Well, that's 10%. So what are you doing here? It's like, you don't get questioned. The network just does it and flows, like I said, on 24 seven. So that's, yeah, it's a good example. And of course it gets more, you know, minute when you get into governance and everything like that, but just from sending money, there's no flag. Now, the only thing is be careful who you send it to, you know, make sure everything's legit because that's the one thing. There is no middleman, really. The, the network is the the intermediary is the, you know, are the nodes that run it. So you're not going to have a banker say, hey, you know, we flagged it out. It's like, no, that, that's lost. But that's a personal responsibility thing. And I think that actually helps out. It almost brings people back to, I think, a lot of principles that people already want people to have. It's just it teaches you and then it forces you into the money system. And money system is one of the most key things that I think any 
person in the world can know because it's, you know, we, we can't deal without it. it. Currency is, you know, cash rules, everything around me. That's, 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 it is what it is. I love it. Um, so, so explain the difference between a cold wallet and a hot wallet. Yeah. A, a cold wallet is just essentially off of the grid. We'll say, right. So like the ledger is a bit, a big one, Trezor that, you know, a, a, a hot wallet is going to be on your phone. You're good for the most part with a hot wallet. Um, the only issues you have is a lot of people need to be careful when if you, so if you have hot wallets, you screenshot your street, uh, your, uh, your seed phrase, it's got, don't do that. Don't keep any data on that. And just in general, like if I'm on Wi-Fi with my phone, it's going to have potential hackers. So, you know, um, that, that it's, it really hot wallets. If you're, when you're getting into it, a hot wallet should be kind of how you use to trade onto exchanges. The cold wallet is your absolutely kind of a money under the mattress keep that for you know whatever you maybe a major renovation because again i tell people i like to hold into it but people have real world things to do you might want to send your kid to college with this money you whatever the case may be but that's the i don't want to touch it and you can move from a cold wallet it's not hard i mean i have my ledger i i, I do it sometimes but that's the main thing is basically one's completely kind of off-grid um, and, and the other one is uh, set up as a kind of an intermediary, but they're both relatively safe if you follow the safeguards. I love it. So how did you go or, or explain your transition from uh, Bitcoin um, to other cryptocurrencies, right? So yeah. where, where, did, where did the research come in? Where did you know, the, the investment mentality come in outside of like, all right, I see the potential and what Bitcoin is and what it can do. Now let's see all these other coins and what their potential is. So explain kind of your thought process there um, and kind of lead us. Yeah, so when I started doing that kind of the the, the research on Bitcoin, you learn about blockchain because it's the tenant and it's talked about in the white paper. And, uh, and, and some Bitcoin you can even go into, especially with like, like the Lightning Network and stuff. And, and, and to, to Bitcoin's credit, it's probably the really only true decentralized cryptocurrency. It really is there, you know, from the fact that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, you know, left and no one knows who he is. You know, there's some theories, of course, but like it's no, there's no like like a, a for Ether, for an example, it's decentralized, but you got Vitalik. You've got right. these guys that are that are kind of figureheads. Um, but so you learn about blockchain, you see you're like it's really interesting, like. Uh, the book, as I, and I would, I would tell everybody to read it because I think it gives the best like understanding of like what blockchain could be is the Blockchain Revolution by Don and Alex Tapscott. Um, I've had the pleasure of speaking with them a couple of times at some, at some of the events and just throughout space. Uh, really know, I have a good pulse on it, but you go into that and then essentially I'd say Ether is kind of the, the kind of first real use case of what blockchain is as a as a layer one we'll call that so that's part of my investment strategy outside of bitcoin you have your store of value um you know percentage 20 to 30 percent i would say is a good portfolio you can go deeper because i think bitcoin is still going to be a fantastic thing i just think that there's more velocity in some of these other ones so layer ones are your are basically if you could imagine if you could invest into apple but instead of investing into the actual company you're investing into the ios itself so if you were able to invest on everything in the iOS, you're going to make more money than if you invested in the equity because everything's done off the iOS, all of these apps. So all these layer ones is basically the next phase of blockchain, what kind of the bigger picture. You're able to build these decentralized applications, the dApps, if you've seen it, on these layer ones. So 
learning about blockchains, the, you know, obviously a lot of books, a lot of things online. Uh, you learn that layer ones are a really big, crucial player to the overall ecosystem. So to give you some other examples of layer ones, it's uh, Cardano, Avalanche, Cosmos. Um, if you've heard Polkadot, Polkadot's interesting because that's, in my opinion, actually a layer zero because they're trying to connect blockchains together. So it's almost like a step back. It's the same thing. It's definitely you can build on it, but they're creating bridges between the blockchain. So in, you know, kind of not investment advice, but take a look because that's a, a very good um, potential to have growth down the line because they have a, a, a very um, ambitious kind of uh, uh, mission statement. Okay, so speaking of um, taking a look at things, I'm going to tap for recommendations. If someone's sure. looking at this right now um, and they, they're, they're not invested, but they have, they have some money that they would like to invest um, into, wh where, does, where do they begin? What maybe, um, uh, maybe applications or wallets should they start off with? What, what is your recommendation? Okay. Um, well, number one, to be signing up for the exchanges. Uh, seeing what it is. So the exchanges, you're going to go through a KYC. Uh, a lot of people think everything's anonymous. It's really not. You can be, don't get me wrong, but most of the world is not going to be anonymous when they're going into this. Um, it's harder than you think, you know, so that's why kind of that laundry and everything like, and there probably are systems. What happens when you hear any of the stuff, it just the government hasn't caught up to understanding yeah. like how to, but like your address is like, if you're sending people would know, it just doesn't say your name, you know? Correct. Um but um, uh, to start off, you go to an exchange. Uh, Coinbase is probably your best bet. They're public company, you know, regulated. Gemini is another good one as well, too. Uh, there's many exchanges, though. And I, it all depends on what you're kind of going for. But the main ones, I'll say with the exchanges, especially Coinbase, Gemini, they do a good job of vetting out. You know, they're, they're not trying to give you bad projects. Don't get me wrong. I don't agree with everything that they have on there. But they have over time, you know, because more money is getting pumped into the digital space. That's kind of what you can look at is if I'm an investor, this is the fear. And uh, kind of this is another kind of really maybe uh, a good of uh, a good of seeing how the brightest minds are looking at this. So Harvard and all the Ivy Leagues took 10 percent of their endowment and put it into crypto. So if they're if Harvard and them are doing that. Uh, most people should probably kind of take a look. So 10%. Um, when you take a look at, I guess, what the next step would be after getting onto that is I would start to look at a strategy then, right? So you have to examine the coins. Always read the white paper of any coin. Most people do not do this. They skip through it. They hear something. And look, people have made money. Look at the Doge phenomenon. People didn't know. They saw Elon Musk's tweet and it, and it ran because the community is a big aspect of this. But read the white paper. Take a look. A good way as well. And like what I and my and my team does is we take a look at what the VCs are because they're all there. If uh, any legitimate, where's the money at? And and what's the track record of the VCs? Because if they're doing a good job, then you're kind of feel a little bit better. So it's really delving in before you actually buy a coin. But then um, after you purchase it, it all comes down to people like to say. Um, exchanges and you automatically go hot wallet or cold wallet. I don't necessarily say they're wrong, but the thing that people have to understand is these, especially like a Coinbase and Gemini, they do this. They have a lot of money in custodianship and security. And we haven't heard about anything in a long time with the major players because 
if something were to happen, most likely they're going to write someone to check because they have the background, the insurance. Of course, you don't people want to take that 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 uh, that risk, but people take that risk with banks too because you only right. get two hundred fifty thousand. You know, you can't have ten right. million in a, in a bank account and you're not getting it all back. So um, after, like I said, getting that is your after you create your strategy, and that could be dollar cost averaging, it could be every quarter. You know, people have bonus checks. I'd like to do um, figure out. Uh, for me, like I said, I'm a big layer one person. I have Bitcoin store of value. Then I'm going to look into some of the DeFi space, uh, decentralized finance, and I'm in like decentralized AI. There's a couple plays there as well, too. Those are my thing. NFTs are definitely something as well. But to me, that would be on the lower end because that's a lot. And it's that's a lottery. That's a lottery ticket. But yeah, once yeah. you've got your strategy, you've gotten everything set up, then you're going to buy it. And if it's on the exchange, how I look at it as, it, let's say you're uncomfortable with having $20,000 on the exchange, uh, then that's the time to get to a cold wallet. Now, you should already start purchasing one to get yourself familiar, but that's the main thing about it. And then also, too, are you going to trade? I definitely don't like to trade for, because I feel like trading is another skill set. And that's like, if you're, if you're a good trader, sure, but most people aren't, don't have time for that. So no. look at it from a value. What's going to be good for 10 years? What is the future hold? Um, as I said, layer ones, that's a probably something that your, your audience should take a look at is layer ones in blockchain, really familiarize with, the, with what you can do with those and then kind of grow from there. And of course, look at the communities, look at Discord as well. Look at all these things. If they're active and talking and doing that, then you know something's healthy. But with a lot, what's happening is, you heard even with like Ethereum's the main layer one and is big and there's issues until they scale. But as you see some of these other competitors, they're still behind too because you can't rush code. It takes time, but they have potential to grow and take away in some of that market share. And then um, I was alluding to a point earlier, but you know when you're looking at what we're at as far as market cap in total entirety, the whole traditional market space is about four quad quadrillion dollars. So digital assets could take that whole system and all of that money could go into these places. You know, let's say it doesn't all go, but let's say a quadrillion dollars, that's the type of growth exponential. And, you know, it's, that's a lot more money. So you are looking at, when you actually do the napkin math, you're, there's still about a 3000 X uh, of, of, of money that can be. And that's if you don't count uh, the growth of, of the market ever again. That's like, if it stays the same, but you and I know technology always adds more with AI, AI could completely transform everything. We could be worth, you know, $7 quadrillion, just the way the, the, the assets flow from there. So yeah, it's it. a lot to take in though. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, so we also want to prevent, um, you know, maybe mistakes uh, that we've learned along the way uh, for the listeners. So there's, <laughs> There's some 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 scams and some gimmicks, just like there is scams and gimmicks and everything. Yeah. But what what is what is your take on? Um, you have these Bitcoin ATMs. You go to a gas station and they have them. You know, like that that little wind flag flopping around that says Bitcoin on it. Um, just so someone's listening. And they're like, oh, I just heard this podcast talking about Bitcoin. They're pumping gas and look over and there's an ATM over there. What's your um, what's your take on that? Well, I think what that signals is kind of I look at anything as a, as a um, what is that? Not necessarily the, the, the 
yeah, you can buy a Bitcoin there, right? You can buy other, they have other, normally other cryptocurrencies. What that shows is basically like, wow, like it's easier than you think to buy Bitcoin. Like it's not difficult to buy it. It's really yeah. one of the most easy things you can do. It's like buying a stock. Right. You just have to be the right, right thing. And then the fact that you have ATM, it's like, that's strange because that's like cash. Um, I wouldn't recommend starting off there because... Yeah. It's just one of those things where, first of all, like when you look at it, like when you bought, when you're buying it, you know, you don't want to buy market if you don't have, if you, you don't have to, you want to buy a limit, you know, like, but again, it's easy. Some people just want to get their money. So it's going to be overpriced. It's going to be marked up because that's how they're making their money. Um, right. Is it something that's kind of cool? Yeah, because I can go and it, it's a good sign that it's there. That's what I'd say. But I would really dissuade my someone that's trying to get in for the first time to buy because that has to have a wallet. You're like, it's much more confusing. Like, it's going to be like, what is going on here? Uh, so it's better off to buy. It's like one of those, that's like a cool thing, like a gimmick where if like I'm out and about and I feel like I got a couple hundred bucks, you know, like I don't want to cash. I'll just buy a Bitcoin, but I already have to have already have Bitcoin for me to even buy that. You know, yes. it's a good, it's a good sign that it's in the mainstream and people can, the ease, the ease of, of, of access is starting to get bigger, but yeah. that would never be my first uh, uh, time to, to, to buy. Cause God knows who knows who can hack in because again, that's an open machine on, on, on the, uh, you know, the gas stations, Wi-Fi. there, there's, there's some security issues there too. Absolutely. So outside of what are some, we don't, we don't have to list 900 of these bad boys. Sure. Some, some of it we already talked about, but just briefly. So we stay on kind of our, you know, our episode description here. What are some of just maybe two of the top cons of cryptocurrencies that are just in the back of your mind that you're constantly always thinking? Is it what you already had mentioned with the laundering or um, just the, the, the scammers out there? Um, trust issue um you yeah. know what, what is it for you just a top top two i mean i think i think you you kind of hit a little bit of my biggest the con is is as much as i say it's easy it's easy to also f up too like it's easy to you know as we mentioned like there's so many people are there like i mean i can be on instagram or one of these things and there's so many people like hey i'm a bitcoin expert i'm this like send me yeah. this that it, like i had someone hit me up the other day on on instagram and he asked me he's like talking about forex and like he he's describing he's talking about how he bought bitcoin at descent and he told me send me send me cryptocurrency because i told him i've been i'm like i don't just send and then some people think that like you know you get caught up uh, <laughs> i've been scammed like i've been scammed before over stuff not not on crypto yeah. but in life yeah. you're like people of course it happens to be especially you know as you're growing up and you don't learn that type of thing right it's yeah. that's why it's always good to have that kind of street smart as much as you can That'll yeah. save you. But, um, you know, those phishing links, you know, uh, the guy yeah. had the you guys are familiar, I'm sure, with NFT, the Bored Apes. Right. You know, yeah. this guy, there's a really funny meme about it because he goes, hey, guys, he goes like, I got it. So I got three stolen. And, you know, that's like almost a million dollars now, you know, and and, uh, and uh, he was like, I did a phishing, you know, I sent some stuff to him and that's gone. And then one one guy's laughing. He's like, man, that really sucks. He goes, but I'm gonna need you to take your profile picture down because you don't own that anymore. Because that's like, you know, people <laughs> like, so, you know, like there's some jest in there. But, but yeah, like it's, it's, it, there's a huge learning curve. I have, I completely like, it's a learning curve because you can't genuinely get in this space without breaking down some of the inefficiencies of the traditional marketplace 
and the system we're in. So like that alone is at least a two week delve in of like, you know, hours a day. Uh, there are good, there are some good research, uh, uh, resources out there. I always uh, tell people to uh, check out um, uh, the Euro Dollar University by Alhambra Investments. That's really dense stuff, but they do one every single, I believe every couple or twice a week, I believe. And they're, it's an ongoing series, but start from the beginning and you'll see all of the real breakdown of like what goes on, how the Fed and everything is affected um, uh, globally. It's it's complex. Like, like the global financial system is is very complex. It, yeah. it takes a long time to to to, to grasp. Like you know, uh, I even like I said, I I try to do this and pay attention. I still would say if I graded myself, it's a B minus. There's that extra level, you know, and then most what you learn is most economists and all these people touting as experts, they don't know anything either. They just know what it is. There's a lot of propaganda out there. You know, people don't like to hear that word, but a lot of people spew propaganda because they hear it. And that's just what's taught. It's just kind of the the paradigm that they're in. So, um, yeah, there's there's an issue of the learning curve. That's the con because it takes a lot. And then um, I guess it doesn't really worry me, but the other side is, you know, it's tough depending on where your jurisdiction is. You can be, you know, the governments can make it harder on you. They're not going to take away. And, and if so, this is just kind of to, to the audience. The reason why you hear bans like China, India, these places is because capital flight. No, com- no country wants their money to go to another place. So and that's foreign money or as in this case, digital and and the digital is so easy once you it's so it's such an easy system once you're in tapped in and feel comfortable. But it 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 isn't it isn't it's it's like a I'm like a catch twenty two with you guys. Like it's an easy system once you're tapped in, but you do have a learning curve of how to send a wallet. You know, you, not having a banker or having someone hold your hand unless you have a friend of sending something to you know a thirty two uh, character address. Right. Yeah. And then how fast it is too. you know, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a, it's a weird thing. Cause we really take control of our money system with this whole, with this whole paradigm shift of, you know, the digital space. But yeah, I guess that would be the two. It's hard. I, I, I don't really fear it because I think at, when I first started into it, that was more of the fearful time. What was going to happen? What, what did the U S say on it? The U S now I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Well, uh, I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. They're probably going to try to take a flat tax on it. It'll be everybody that all these millionaires and multimillionaires have been made over the last several years, especially even the last two years. Um, They're going to figure out a way to know your address. Obviously, I talked about it with the exchanges. They know you because it's KYC. It's not like it's anonymous. They'll figure out a way to you're going to have to declare it and. It'll either they might do capital gains, you know, with the over a year, or they're going to do it like a twenty percent everything off of crypto, and you know, people are either going uh, to uh, deal with it or they're going to fight it. So it just all depends on how that breaks down after a, after a while. I love it. So so outside of that future prediction, um, what are maybe some um, uh, other other predictions you want to make or you would like to share? Um, whether it's what Bitcoin will do or uh, any insight you, you you recently read upon that you think is going to be strong uh, for the industry? Well, NFTs are major. Um, I think what NFTs have done is it has taken 
um everybody you I mean come on like if you're on any social like you just hear about it it's just like yeah. it's it's like you know it's it's almost like people get mad because like when you're in this space and everything it's like well everybody knows this now it feels like everybody's on it right like right. Well, what are you investing what are you doing this it's like but 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 i do give props to nfts in the sense that we're even just in we're really just in art with like the but there's so much more underlying tech that you can do with non-fungible tokens that now what's great about it is it might be the best on on ramp that we've had outside of i think and also too when you hear about the digital dollars that will happen with the with the fed and again that's another kind of completely different like lecture or whatever we could talk about but that will on ramp too as well um i just think what's going to happen is you're going to be involved in cryptocurrency nfts all these things without even knowing about it so yeah. So there's good and bad to that. Obviously, for the market prices, normally good because, you know, there's more adoption, uh, network effects, et cetera. But some of the ethos of, or you could say the whole ethos, especially of Bitcoin, is to really control. That's the cold wallet. That's that. But what's happening, I think, is there is a little bit of a laziness to kind of just keep on with the making it more efficient, but still dealing with like, hey, I have this to have that. And, you know, people still want bank cards and stuff, even though we're getting into more and more cashless society. I mean, like people do want to be able to tap to pay, not just all QR code stuff. Um, I mean, price point, I mean, as I've said, yes, I gave you the math kind of, I mean, there's a 3000 X, uh, you know, of, of wealth potential because you could take the traditional market and go to digital and that's no growth. Uh, I don't like to say, because it's just so hard. I mean, like I, if I, if I would have guessed it, um i wouldn't have thought we were at 40 again i thought we were going to kind of plateau like at like 50 was the low bar but again you look at the, the the overall systems and what covid did and lockdowns and all these other places and still lockdowns in certain countries that's really really put a strain and i guess uh, if you're giving me a prediction i do think what's going to happen is there will be another some type of recession or crash it's just inevitable um, we didn't fix our problems in 2008. There are certain things, maybe the housing won't be much of an issue, but there are other, there's other bad debt out there. Um, and spending's continued to gone up like all governments do. Uh, I think what you'll have is you will have maybe a reset. You could have another 2017, another crypto winter as they call it. But I do think after that, what will happen is once that happens, which is a good time, again, people kind of worry about, oh, should I be investing? It's like, is it too late? You might be able to get in lower. I don't like to time the market though. That's why dollar cost average and just think of that as a long-term saving. So you don't worry about it. Um, and then you do, if it dips, you go and you just have to kind of ride with your, with your ethics of what it's going to be. But after that crash, I think you may have a decoupling of the traditional and, and crypto and people being like, wait a second, this is actually way better. They don't have as many issues. We just got screwed over having this. That's that's when you really will see that capital flight and that real big boost of coming up. But Bitcoin will chug along and these rest of these layer ones and these other decentralized apps, those are where what will really pop off because that's when the, the space will kind of start becoming more mature and developed. But right now, I mean, you just can't get away from it. It's completely mainstream. Um, you know, Instagram's trying to get NFT inter integration. Nas just dropped royalties for, you know, NFT. Like, so all of these people are really trying to find a way. Um, I've got infinite ideas. Well, not infinite, but I've got tons of ideas of what you can do with NFTs and so many other people do. So 
all of these things are just starting to like, people are really moving away from banking system. I was just at a bank. I was at a bank today and I opened up an account and even the bankers like, yeah, we're not going to be around for, you know, and like <laughs> they were talking about it. It's like, they're, they're honest. They know the traditional system knows. And um, I don't know if you guys ever talked about it here, but when I knew it officially was like real, like eye-opening, like let's pay attention and uh, and there, there was other times when I, when I was definitely, I was already involved heavy, but when I knew for sure things were serious, serious was when it was about maybe seven months ago, BNY Mellon, which is the oldest and most wealthy bank. Um, they have, I believe I could be wrong. It's either 32, 33, or yeah, I think it's 32 or $33 trillion of assets. They will allow custodian for all of their, there's, they'll allow custodianship of digital assets, not just Bitcoin, digital assets for their clients. So once they did that, and they're also connected to the FEM because they're a prime broker, they, the people don't, it's all getting bought up in the background. All these companies are finding it. They're trying to figure out the metaverse. It's just, you can't not participate some way. It's just what's comfortable for you. But there's a high potential of reward, you know, uh, going to the digital age because that's moving. It's like, you know, trying to go against the car. When you have, you know, when you're a horse, uh, you know, dealer, it's like, well, yeah, you'll still have business, but the car is much more efficient. You just, you can't bet against technology ever as much. And I don't even like technology all that much. I think technology has done some bad things in the way humans interact and everything. But from a money standpoint, for someone protecting themselves, and we're talking about hedging, you have to be involved in the digital space some way. Yeah, man. I mean, even just with, you know, uh, social media alone, the way it expanded um, and actually intruded almost in everyone's yeah. life. Like, you know, people even like my like my mom who would say, oh, I, I would never I would never be on Facebook. I would never feel <laughs> be on Facebook. Fast four or five years later, she has an Instagram account. Right. And, it, and I don't even know she even put at the time. I don't even think she put two and two together, realizing it's still social media. Right. Um, I she thought she was on some other website. And it's just funny how, that you said that because the way social media kind of just is all intertwined now. And then, you know, one company starting to gulp up all these little guys. Um, and now you see, you know, uh, the Zuck come out and then change the name and, you know, yeah. talk about insight with uh, uh, Web3.0 and, and you know, it, it's just like, dude, this is going to overtake everything again, once again. Oh, again, now we have our obviously physical lives outside of this. But sure. like you tap in to be a part of this somewhat, um, not somewhat, it is a revolution um, of, of these digital assets. The, the, the time is, is now, it, you know, because people talk about when I have an everyday conversation with somebody, they're saying, well, you know, I felt like I missed the boat. But when you talk about these level ones or these layer ones, that's probably the biggest opportunity, I would yeah. think. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can give you one. I mean, just off of like, because a lot of people look at price and they're like, Okay, I want that. That was the Doge phenomenon. It was it was X amount, and you know, um, you, it's so easy to buy. A, it's a penny stock. Same thing with why people like penny right. stocks. You know, it, there's such a reward because it's so cheap, and you can get a thousand shares or whatever. But Cardano, which is one of the best, so it's the one Charles Hoskins. Um, he is one of the core members of the original Ethereum. Uh, both, it's actually funny him and Gavin Wood, who's Polkadot. Um, they're, they're major, uh, they're writing. And when you look at it from, uh, like a, a very technical as uh, uh, technical side of things, they write incredible and very, very revolutionizing 
uh, uh, cryptography. And Cardano and Polkadot, Polkadot's a little bit more expensive, but Cardano just, that's what I was going to say. Cardano's at like, I don't know right now, but it's at like $1.30. So yeah. it's like, you know, $100 in that. And that could be $20, $50, $100. And again, I, I don't like to, because it's very difficult. Even in this, it's like, I could give you advice, but again, you really have to look at what it can do. But just to see what Cardano, Cardano has a government contract with Ethiopia and they're using uh, their blockchain for governance. So that already is a major step. And if that's a successful project, other uh, countries are following suit. They can do a lot of different things. So you're at this age where it absolutely will revolutionize. And people like to say, you know, it was just early. We're all we're still early. People are absolutely still early. Um you're just seeing it now money's coming. Like there's some real wealth coming into it and people are trying to figure it out. That's why the NFT's OpenSea, I don't have it in front of me, but I thought it was crazy was OpenSea and you guys are familiar with OpenSea. That's basically where all the, uh, the, the NFTs are sold on the open market. Um, so you can connect a wallet and I'd have my NFTs there and someone can offer you or I could put it for sale. But they're... Um, <laughs> their like annual revenue was ridiculous. So it was like a couple hundred thousand, maybe like a million. Uh, then two years ago, it was like maybe 40 million. Last year, it was 15 billion. So that's the exponential. And that's just one thing about that. That's just one aspect of blockchain, this NFTs, which is a major part of it. It's very, very important. But like, this is just the 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 fun side of nfts this isn't even business logistics like these companies are going to go and actually invade the corporate side of things and we all know that's when real money comes into play because that's changing how everything works you know and and as i mentioned before you're hearing the integration people are going to be in these DAOs and nfts without even knowing it so that whole space you just you know that web 3.0 it's another thing continue to read about that and just you know immerse yourself in that put on the oculus you know play a play some you know fortnite you're with your kids or yourself if you still like that and you'll see all that stuff it, it's there you know that to, to, to you know we're we're all around the same age so like we can kind of see the technology and you know we've we 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 also have the real world side of it but like you know your our kids nieces and nephews they only know the digital world really like it, We've talked about it before. Uh, um, you know, kids don't play out, outside as much. You know, it, and then and then everything now is just kind of going in. So, you know, everything is going to be very much. You're going to have almost two lifestyles: a Ready Player One. Everybody talks about that kind of uh, 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 parable or or uh, you know uh, uh, example. That's not too far of uh, you know potential future. You know, people would people like that stuff. I mean, I it's it's there. Twitch, all this stuff games gaming alone and there's gaming blockchain everybody's talking about that's what i think a lot of these these people are, are setting themselves up for it's a flex culture as we live in i don't think that that's changing so when i have this board ape and i can integrate it into the metaverse it's like look that guy that guy's rich that guy's got a instead of having a lambo you've got this and that's your thing yeah. so that's what's moving and it, it's hard for I think older people are traditional to see that but here's the thing is that's all the money's getting pushed there and what I always look at for as a value investor is what's a long-term asset? Well, digital is much more long-term than a lot of these, you know, what we say finite assets, right? Outside of land is the only thing I think is a big thing too. But um, this is something you can push to your kids. And this is your kids are already, you know, 
they're already in that ecosystem. So it's the best investment you can make because it's so transferable and easy to make. Transferable. So I had this conversation with someone like two weeks ago and I, I was uh, in my most like basic way to explain um, uh, transferable, right? Let's just stick with that. Yeah. I was trying to explain, I was trying to give like an always like, dude, you remember playing Nintendo? Do you remember playing Sega? Do you remember playing PlayStation? Do you remember whatever game? Let's just think of Sonic, right? And you collected yeah. all the rings and you got all these rings and you accumulated all this, like, so to speak, wealth and you beat the game. What happens once you shut the game off? Nothing. You just brag to your friends that you had, but you really couldn't prove it. Uh, uh, and then Sega came out and then you could start, or not Sega, um, PlayStation, all these other, maybe Dreamcast. I forget, whatever the first one was where you could actually save the game. Like they yeah, put it yeah. in the Yeah, uh, it was I mean, plays like PlayStation or, I think yeah. PlayStation or Dreamcast, like the first generations all had that memory yeah. card and we thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, so you could kind of show up well, like, oh yeah, look what level I'm on. And right. you would show your boys like, but even that, it stayed with your PlayStation. Right. With the digital assets, it's like, imagine earning all those coins doing that, or uh, Web 3.0, is earning all those coins on your PlayStation game or that Sonic game, but then you can move on to Dreamcast or whatever, PS5, and you will still have those assets with you. You can take them with you. Yeah, what's crazy and is... And um, like, what? Yeah, yeah what's, <laughs> what's, what's crazy is, like, that's why people, and people don't... It's hard because, again, there's so much stuff, but, like, going back to one of, like, this NFT thing, it was... It, was, um, it might have been Decentraland or Sandbox. Sandbox is the big one right now that people are trying to buy in. Um do your research on digital land. Uh, it, people are definitely, you know, like it's cool. I would just say we do. The big, the big elephant in the room is still Facebook, Meta. Can you really beat like, especially because they already have a lot of things in place. Like, so there might be too many metaverses in a way and there's always a winner. So that's a careful, like that's, people are going to that and I get it, but when they have a lot of money, but like when someone's like, doesn't have a ton that that might work out, but it's just like real estate. Real estate isn't as easy as people think, you know. Um, but uh, to 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 the point what I was saying before was the NFTs and everything. There is um, a uh, a a piece of land that you could have on. It, I I think it was sandbox. So it what was crazy was in the game basically, and because the sandbox is this living kind of organism metaverse game you could have people uh mine on your land or like use your land and you are getting back die which die is a is a is a peg to the dollar it's an ethereum based stable coin um and it's pegged to the dollar so basically it never fluctuates about it. it's always a dollar 97 cent like it's very very minute um just like with it uh as the dollar moves to people don't realize it's not always exactly that that price um right. For us, it's always a dollar, but for other for, for the global system, it isn't. But you could literally get paid passive income from this die. And then what with crypto, we talk about transferable, is I can now swap that basically, and especially with ether, because it's such a big uh it's such a big uh, cryptocurrency and it's used, I could swap that into like any type of cryptocurrency I want and then go to exchange. So it's like I could beat the game, clock it all up and sell my stuff like what's going to happen is nfts it's going to be like just like player one there's going to be that one wow he's got x caliber someone's yeah. going to have that and then yeah. they're going to sell that for fake money as we call that 
But guess what? That fake money then can go on an exchange to Bitcoin, to cash too. And that person's infinitely more rich than they were before. So it's all very much intertwined into this space. And it's it's it can be sent like that's the beauty of it. Like I can send you everybody cryptocurrency here and it's going to be received with, you know, in 30 seconds or less. Some of them are pretty damn instant. It just yeah. all depends. Like Bitcoin's blockchain's uh, a little bit less advanced than uh, uh, a lot of these other newer ones, you know, but it's still much more advanced than the traditional system and the wire system. So it's like, you know, you're still at a higher level just dealing with the original, you know, cryptocurrency, the best store of wealth still too. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So you, you touched on it last, last question. So we could wrap up. Um, you, you mentioned multiple books, um, any videos or any other recommendation for anyone to try to learn more or if whatever you said is fine, if you could just, you know, repeat those. Yeah. So, um, um Bitcoin white paper, uh, hundred percent. First thing, if you've never bought, even if you have Bitcoin white paper again and again and again and again, um, you have to, uh, people just kind of the background, like Bitcoin literally was made during the financial crash. Like it's literally because of that this person saw them there's all like I said, there's all been theories this person was potentially a gold person a gold bug as they call them and he saw that and then he realized that there's something that can be you know created from this uh blockchain um cryptography in general but um bitcoin white paper number one when you in when you look at a coin go to the website find the ticker find everything and make sure you go and especially with um when you sign up to these exchanges they have a lot of links so especially like I remember Gemini, Gemini was good. I remember I didn't even realize like I'd go to them and I wouldn't even necessarily buy off Gemini, but the coins that I look in, I would see and they'd have the white paper. They'd have the website. I could just click and I could read it, read the white paper of anything that you look into, try to understand it. Some of it's hard, but just read it. Like you have to get in, you have to get muddy. Um, what else with it? Uh, uh, blockchain revolution, a hundred percent. Um, I can plug in my, my buddy's stuff, crypto and coffee, uh, Nick black. He does, uh, I think it's, well, he has another organization where he's paid as a, a, a financial advisor for a money map you got to pay for that though. So crypto and coffee is free and he gives a really good stuff. Um, that is on, uh, YouTube theta theta is cool. If you guys, I used to be more invested in theta. So interesting thing, theta is the decentralized version of YouTube. And what's cool about theta is you get paid to watch videos to talk the content so you're actually so if you watch it uh crypto and coffee you'll get paid in uh t fuel and t fuel you know like i said it goes with appreciation but you're that's that's actually the kind of the next thing outside of this web 3.0 and all these things is you're going to get paid for your for your attention that basic attention token like bat the brave browser that that idea is very revolutionary like you're going to have, especially when you have integration, like Samsung now has NFT integration, like what's going to happen is you're going to be able to connect your wallet. And when an ad plays, you're going to get micro payments because you watch that instead of getting dollars. And then that's how the, the, the advertisers are going to start interacting with us. I'm sure it's going to happen in the metaverse space as well, but these things will play. Um, but those are probably the two things, white paper, white paper of anything you look to invest in. Um, there's a lot of other good resources. Definitely look. I mean, CoinDesk, follow the news, the daily news, because uh, then you'll see where what people are doing, the sketchiness of certain projects, 
certain things, you'll hear about it, you'll get a feel of it, you know, what, what hasn't been with their, uh, you know, uh, nose in the mud, you know, you can take a look. Um, and then, as I said, I think uh, my, 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 uh, my buddy and business partner, he's very, very good, very funny. Um, um, uh, man, Manny's a, a huge uh, listener. I don't know if he's ever put you guys on with that, but uh, uh, he's, he's a very good resource and you'll laugh with it too. So as long as you, you might have to have a little bit of thick skin because you might say something wild at times, <laughs> but, but you'll get a laugh and you'll get really good advice and a breakdown. And it's, and it's a, uh, and that's what it is. You almost just have to keep on listening to it. Just like anything podcast, just, just stay immersed. And even if it's one day out of the week, that's, that's it. But you know, for this opportunity to, to, to potentially even any, like any, any, any bit of increasing one's wealth or one's future wealth or one's kids wealth is invaluable. So that 100%. is enough time to take a little bit out of your day to see what's going on. And, and just like I said, the, when you start into it, figure out what's comfortable a hundred dollars a week could be, you know, uh, you know, if you did a dollar in Bitcoin, you know, in uh, 2008 millions of dollars now. So it's like, I, I'm not saying you'll have that big of a jump, but you're going to have a potential 10 X in your, in your money. And the miners, you know, just kind of the stock to stock to flow uh, a model that people have come up with and what the miners so this is just a price point, not my prediction, but what people have said is, you know, within 20, 30 years, you're looking at Bitcoin and potentially 10 mil, you know? So we're at 40,000 right now, 41, 42, you know, we've hit. And if you're looking even at a mil, 10 mil, like little by little, if you're buying up that at these prices and lower, you're going to make money. And you've created a, a long-term asset that can be transferred and, 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 and I'll, and I'll be honest with you, your kids and everybody else is going to know about it. It's that's what they're going to know. They're not even going to know about cash. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be crypto. That's all it is. That's going to be the norm. So that, that would be probably my main set of advice. It's always do your own research. Critical thinking is my main thing that I preach to anybody. Um, if people are really serious about throwing, uh, you know, bigger money into it, um, I can probably, I don't know, we can figure out. I do help people out with that. And I, and, and um, I, I definitely advise, um, I can build portfolios for people. Um, there is active management too. I teach people everyone through. So, I mean, I'm happy to help, but uh, you know, I normally, like I said, I, I normally do that at a price and a larger for people that are trying to really, you know, help out, but I'm, but I am still like, they can reach out to me. Um, probably best would be Instagram and I could, you know, you guys could probably link that in or whatever with them. So, so can you just say your, your handle really quick? So, so yeah, it's my business. Uh, so it's Azoth underscore E-S-O-V, A-Z-O-T-H underscore E-S-O-V. Um, and that's my consulting business. And that's where we run. Uh, like I said, we're, we're in the process of creating a, a fund, um, a major fund. So almost a crypto hedge fund. Um, so that's exciting for us right now. Um, obviously that's for some of the heavier investors. Cause you know, you have to be a professional accredited investor has to be a certain amount, but, um, I do for any amount, basically I help out with portfolios and I'm, and I'll give my time. Like I said, a lot of this is information I have. It's just when you go into the nitty gritty of picks, that's the difference, you know? Yeah. I love it. Actually, I, I got a whole sheet of notes over here. with told it's like <laughs> scribble, scrabble. And I'm like, right. I just thought <laughs> I was even thinking. I was My just mind is blown right in. now on this. Completely blown. <laughs> I'm just taking it well, all in. That's always good because I mean, like, 
that's the thing is like it, it's such a it is a, like i like i laugh about it because i go it's easy but it really is a freaking complex space and like sure. i do want people to be like holy crap like a little intimidated but then that intimidation turns to excitement because you're like wait a second like there i have opportunity to to be involved in this and yeah. and that's the major thing and then um I guess the only thing I would kind of uh, kind of end it on my side would be the decentralization. Really look at the power of what decentralization does, because I think once you start opening your mind up to decentralization, then you kind of remove yourself from a lot of the BS that we face as a society and as a like a global society as a whole of like why things are controlled and like there doesn't necessarily have to be that. And people, I think, kind of think of the status quo like things can't change, but they do often. And you can be a part and kind of, especially when you talk about things that are dealing with money, if people own like, you know, even if you own a portion, but if everybody owns digital assets, then that could be the key thing that, you know, removes us from a lot of the kind of, let's be honest, kind of slave traditional finance system. You know, the traditional finance system is literally made just, you can see off the interest rates for granted, like we talked about, it's like, Ain't, no one's no one's making money off 0.005% or whatever the hell they do. You can't get rich. Compounding interest is that's like that's the first thing. The law of 72. That's the first thing that anybody in, you know, financial uh, advice can to take a look at. That's what you got to do to double your money. That's not happening ever. So um, the decentralization fact, read everything you can about it, delve into that. And then that kind of just gets everything much more of a mindset of, wow, this really can do this. And that's that these people are network like it's the people it's more of we the people are uh in the money system and i think a lot of people have those ideas but they don't really realize that this space is actualizing them so 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 that mindset and a lot of like-minded i, I don't know if you guys saw and even here you guys with yours like podcasts are how people get information right like more than news and like you can almost i feel like now the majority of good podcasts, you get better information than you do from most of the news because, again, the news are paid. You've got paid, you know, advertisers. That's how they do it. They have to. They're 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 beholden to those people. That's shareholders type stuff. But um, you know, more people are listening to like a Joe, you know, Joe Rogan, the biggest podcast. Everybody and I yeah. and I I saw the thing and I was like, that really actually made me happy because we talk about especially in the states being divided and all this. But I'm like 60 to 70 million people are listening to this. That's like-minded individuals that are getting this yep. information. So this kind of division, that means like, oh, there's not as many people as I think. There's actually more common ground. And I think there's a lot of common ground to be built in the digital space because it's a much more inclusive ecosystem. And that's the money side we talked about. If we're involved in our money system without having central overlooking, centralized authority overlooking, we're in a much better place long-term. And of course there's challenge. Technology is crazy, but yeah, we can, we can be a part of that. It's, you can be a part of an asset class. And there's the last, like I said, the last time asset class was built was, was created was the British bond market. Uh, you know, so then that was, and that was the, you know, the King and Queens and Dukes and Lords creating that, you know, this is a, this is a open sourced, open, you know, uh, 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 inclusive system and just get comfortable with a small percentage. You know, um, my last little piece of advice is one to 10%. Like I know it's crazy for people, but what did I, what did I mention earlier? Harvard, Yale, Columbia, 
Brown, 10% of their endowment. We always claim that these are the smartest people. If they can put 10% of their net worth, and I know everybody's net worth is different, but if they can do that, you can put one to two. You know, I think probably that means you probably should put 10 because they're probably not wrong, but right. that's what we have to do right now. And, and selfishly, and this is where you kind of hear, oh, it's a Ponzi scheme kind of thing, right? But the more people evolved in the network, the higher the prices will go. So if you yeah. start doing this before you have this even more major influx, that network effect is going to expand your money and it's going to be exponential uh, growth. So it's it's a benefit for everybody to kind of remove themselves as much as they can from the traditional finance system. So you like you don't have that problem where I want to move a thousand dollars, two thousand, three thousand dollars and I don't get flagged. I mean, um, you know, even just uh, a little different. But I I. Um, I purchased Bengal cats recently and they're expensive little things, right? They're like a little designer breeder in my, yeah. in my account, because I was using a, a, a just traditional bank of America and I didn't have access to go to the bank at the time, but um, the, it was too far for where I was. And I just wanted to go to the ATM. I could only take it a thousand dollars a day. I had to do that four days. Like that is a limiting factor. You know, yeah. If my, if my breeder would have been able to just, hey, can you take, I almost want to say, but she's an older lady. Hey, can you take ETH? Can you take you know, Bitcoin? Like I can do this right now. It would have been such a, more, a simple process and no one questions it. It could have been a yeah. million dollars. And you yeah. know it, you can see it on the network transparent to one address or another, but no one flags it. I'm not going to be on some list. You know, it just makes no sense. I love it. Well, thank you, Alex. Thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Uh, we like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is by Tyler Winklevoss. We have elected to put our money and faith in a mathematical framework that is free of politics and human error. And the second one by Warren Buffett. I don't look to jump over seven foot bars. I look for the one foot bars that I can step over. All right, there you have it. Crypto in 2022. In this episode, we have special guest Alex Owens. We cover topics that range from investing, the pros and cons of cryptocurrencies, future predictions, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Tyler Winklevoss and Warren Buffett. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>